0: It's Monisha and Shirley from Make It Shine, The Money Podcast.
1: On today's podcast, we talk about unconventional ways to make money. It's Side Hustles, part two. Keep listening to find out how. This is
0: out All right, Manisha got a great topic today on unconventional ways to
1: make money. Because who doesn't want to make money and have fun while doing it, right? After our episode on Side Hustles went live, a few of our listeners actually messaged us with more ideas. And these ones are definitely on the unconventional side. Yes, we have some awesome
0: listeners. And thank you for your support and letting us share your ideas in today's episode.
1: Yes, thank you for listening. And for those that haven't listened to the episode on Side Hustles, here's a quick recap for you. So we talked about ideas like starting an online Business selling goods, offering your services on sites like Rover, Fiverr, or TaskRabbit, tutoring or refurbishing and reselling goods. So, this is part two of that conversation. There's a lot of great ideas here and we've actually put them into three categories. Yes. So the first category is being paid for
0: your point of view and feedback. So there is no specific skills involved other than
1: companies just want to
0: know what you think. Awesome. So that would include things like being a mystery shopper at a store or a restaurant or being part of a focus group where you're interviewed on a specific topic or being a product
1: tester where you're shown or given a brand new product to use. So there's some minor screening to qualify you for the task to ensure you are the right person they want to hear from. So for example, my friend actually did a study commissioned by a luxury retailer and the qualifications were that she had to have an interest in luxury brands, Mm -hmm, right? And also she had to own and shop from luxury retail stores. So how did they get her to prove this? She actually had to bring two items from her personal closet with her to the focus group. (laughs) That's
0: so fun. So I have some experience with mystery shopping as well. Actually, you do too, because we ended up doing it together. Uh Uh-huh. So many years ago, I had a work rotation in Calgary, and I was looking for activities or a class to do after work. So I came across an ad where they were looking for mystery shoppers at a popular chain restaurant. So I signed up. I had to fill out a simple form about my dining up preferences. And about a week later, they called me and said I got the assignment. Yeah,
1: I remember. That was really fun. So I was living in Toronto at that time, and it was a coincidence that I happened to visit you that specific week. Yeah. And then another friend arrived the week after I left. So all we did was go to this chain <laughs> restaurant with you, almost every night. Yeah, because the
0: assignment was to go to a different location of the restaurant in the city with at least one other person and there were some guidelines about what to order. Like, we had to order at least one appetizer, one main dish, and mm-hmm. a drink. And I think the budget was $100, which I was reimbursed for, and then on top of that, I got paid an extra amount for my time in filling out a survey, and it was probably around $50.
1: It was so much fun! I think you had two months to go to all these different locations, but we actually did all of it in just one week. Yes, yes, and we t- were overachievers. <laughs> and we took it so seriously, remember? I mean, the survey I remember you had to fill out, it was super long, mm-hmm. right? They wanted to know everything, you know, from the moment you arrive at the door, how were you greeted, how long until you were seated, did the server tell you about the specials, you know, so on and on. Right, there's a lot of details in there. Yeah. But I would do
0: it again in a heartbeat but like definitely spread it across two months instead of a week. (laughs) And it wasn't the healthiest place to eat every day. I just remember being there and there was so much cheese. It was deep fried food and so many desserts, of course. Oh, we
1: were young then. Our metabolism could handle Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I actually have a fun story about being part of focus group. So I was referred to this by a coworker because she'd known i just bought a car. And they kept the sponsor of the focus group anonymous till the end because they didn't want us to have any bias toward the brand. But the main screening criteria was you had to have purchased a car in the past 12 months. And I was in there with 10 other people. They showed us all these different ads, headlines. Mm-hmm. They asked us what we thought. And we just went around the room sharing our opinion. The whole thing was, I think, maybe an hour long. But it was so interesting, right? Just to hear other people's thoughts in the room, how they related to the ads and their purchasing decisions. Yeah, I've participated in a few focus groups too. And I've also
0: done them with small groups of people and also just one-on-ones with the researcher and some observers. Actually, for those that are in Ontario, check out Metroline Research Group. They do a wide range of research topics. And it's been a while since I participated in one, but I've always had a really good experience. And there was one time I did one sponsored by a political party. So the conversation in the room, you can just imagine, got a bit heated
1: times. To be a fly on that wall. Um, actually, one of my jobs, we used to bring existing clients in and we would show them prototypes of an app and we would actually record how they would click on the app and ask them, you know, if they like the words that they're shown, the size. Mm-hmm. This is called ethnographic research. We actually follow things like, where are their eyes on the screen? What are they doing? And a lot of companies are doing that right now. And as a company, yeah, you're learning so much from these sessions. Very cool. And so it's well worth it, both for the person doing the test and the company paying for it. So there's 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 a company called User Testing that actually does all of this remotely and people can easily sign up for that. Yeah. So one thing I found is that once you're in their database and when you're having that screening conversation
0: with a recruiter, they really want referrals of other people that meet the same qualifications as you. Right. There was a time when my friend kept referring me and I kept getting calls to do screening interviews (laughs) and it usually took no more than five minutes, usually just a few questions, but it's always interesting to hear what they're looking for.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is a fun memory. My dad's friend worked for a toy company. And I went to his office once, it was the best. It was filled with like these super cool toys and many of them were prototypes. So not the final product. And I was maybe like five or six at the time. And, you know, he asked me to play with the toys and obviously I didn't get paid for it because I was just <laughs> visiting him for fun. But they have an actual program in the company, right? Which they run, they observe kids just playing with the toys and the kids, or I guess the parents actually get paid for that time. Oh, that's a perfect scenario. Everyone has fun and they get paid. Yes. Okay. There's
0: many local companies are actively recruiting for participants as well. And some of these are global companies too.
1: So you can be listening or watching from anywhere in the world and get paid. Right. So there's a company called Respondent, Mm -hmm. where they target business professionals just to get their opinions. It takes like a few minutes to set up your profile. So I set up my profile, took me a few minutes, and I was immediately able to see like 67 job opportunities. And if I had chosen to verify my work email account, then more targeted, more unique opportunities would be available to me. Yeah. So I set up my account too, because I was really curious to see what it's about. And it's definitely a global research company.
0: And I saw some postings targeting professionals in Mexico. There was one for Singapore and India. And many of the postings were open to all countries. So last night, I filled out two screening surveys for Mm. a post looking for people who use video for work and another one for people who use social media to share content. So let's see if I get the job.
1: Yeah and also everyone who's listening you can check out Field Agent. So this is another global company and anyone with a smartphone can do it. There's mystery shopping assignments, you know, some are as simple as taking pictures of a product yep. as you are shopping and providing insights on your purchasing decision. Okay, so let's talk about the second category of unconventional ideas to make money. This is where your acting skills come into play. Right. So if you have a flair for the arts, this would be really, really fun. So I haven't done any of these, but I will have to try it out just once. Okay, me too. Okay, so the first idea is to be a stand-in on a TV or a movie. So imagine being on the set of your favorite show... And you get paid to do it. So I met a couple last summer who did this. They're both retired
0: and they're part of an agency that helps cast various TV shows. They said that they never really know what show that they end up on until the day before filming starts. And over time, they've played every role. So So they've done stuff like casually sitting at a restaurant as a guest or (laughs) being part of a crowd dressed in medieval costumes.
1: Oh my god, so cool! And there's actually quite a few popular shows that are filmed in Toronto and even Vancouver. Yeah. So a few years ago, one of my coworkers heard that they were looking for extras for the handmaiden's tale. So she's actually never been an extra before, but she's a huge fan. She applied, got the gig, obviously booked a week off work, and she said it was such a fun experience. <laughs> The pay is nominal, but it's worth the thrill, right? You get to be on the costume and it's set of her favorite show. So it was well worth the effort.
0: Another idea is to be a professional friend. Love so it. I don't think this is a popular concept in North America, but in Asia, Japan specifically, you can rent a friend to hang out with. And you were in Japan a few years ago and you told me about this.
1: Yes. Okay. So they have these cafes where you can just go out to talk to people, but it's targeted to a specific sex. So there's one cafe where it's the clientele is male and you go in and, and there's women there. You buy drinks, and they just sit and talk to you. That's it. That's, that's all they're there for, just to listen to you. And the reverse of it, too. Like, there's cafes that are just men and women walk in. And they, they go, go in and just talk to the guys. And this is funny, because this friend of mine, she's American. And when she was there, she actually told me this, and I, I laughed so hard, because she did this. And she said, you're actually so exhausted just listening to people talk about their day, that at the end of the day, you take that, you take your tips, and you go to the other cafe just to talk to another guy and tell him everything you had to listen to. <laughs> (laughs) So I definitely have not experienced this myself,
0: but I've read that in China around key holiday periods like Lunar New Year or Valentine's Day where there's big family gatherings. So in Asia, there's a lot of pressure to show up with a significant other. And of course, someone has found a way to capitalize on this. So you can rent a date to show up with you at family events. And I saw a few of these ads and they're pretty funny. Oh my God, it sounds like the start of a
1: Hallmark movie. (laughs) Okay, I don't know how serious this is, but TikTokers from Singapore have actually posted it. For $50, I will pay pose as your boyfriend, drive you around to collect angbaos, which is red pockets, Mm. deal with people who are annoying you, play blackjack mahjong with your relatives, and take nice outfit of the day photo for you and more. 50 bucks. Sounds like a steal. That's a great price. (laughs) (laughs) Only $50 to deal with
0: annoying people for you? That's totally worth it. I would pay that. He'll drive you around too. So that's a great deal. That's true. (laughs) I feel like like a chauffeur. (laughs) I feel like we've seen movies about this and the fake boyfriend always ends up falling in love with his employer that's right so it's a win-win for everyone
1: <laughs> it's definitely a popular theme also in soaps right not just movies okay so along the lines of renting a friend you could also rent people's time to show up at your party as your bridesmaid or to mourn at a funeral So if you're great with people and blending in, this is actually a great gig for you. And I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a story about the Beatles in their early days where they supposedly paid fake fans to scream and faint when they showed up. I think it's a fake story because (laughs) the Beatles are hot. They don't need fake fans. So I guess like equivalent
0: of that in these days is when people buy fake followers and commenters to their social media. Okay, this idea is a little bit different, but what about gigs for parties where you show up dressed as a popular character? So my friend's daughter earned side hustle money dressed up as Disney princesses for kids' parties. So the kids loved it, and she would attend for about an hour to take photos, sing a
1: song, or read a story, and then she was done. I love the photos you showed me. So cute. And it's actually a great example of finding the perfect match to make your extra money because I could not do that. (laughs) But for some people, it's great, right? You get to dress up as a character you maybe you like and get paid for it. Okay, so now we have our third category of unconventional ideas to make money. And that is to sell your virtual accounts. That's right. So one of
0: my friends did this before it became a huge marketplace idea. So he was always playing Clash of Clans on his phone mm-hmm. and became a top tier player and had earned thousands of gems, which was the game's virtual currency. So, anyways, he had to stop playing because his wife threatened to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> so he sold his account to another player, and he had been playing with the same group of people for several years. So they would be chatting on the side while playing, and this guy offered him two hundred dollars to take over the account. So it's a really sweet story, actually for the buyer, because that guy who bought the account gave it to his wife so that she could join him in battles and not have to start the game at the beginning.
1: Oh, that's actually kind of sweet. I guess it saved two marriages, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) There's a marketplace for everything, right? I mean, you can check out playerauction.com to see the value of your game account if you are a big gamer. And it's actually obviously not just for Clash of Clans. There's over 200 games listed on there. And on playerup.com, you can also sell your social media accounts across Instagram,
0: YouTube, and Twitter, that's just an example. And the price depends on the number of subscribers and views that
1: you have. So if the channel is already monetized, it's definitely worth more. That's so crazy. Okay, so sticking with the gaming theme, there's YouTube channels that teach players different strategies, or they live stream other gamers playing. And you can buy that channel and continue to create content for it and make money. Or if you spend time growing that channel and no longer want to maintain it, you might even be able to sell it too. Yeah, so there's 3.7 million new YouTube videos that get
0: updated every day. So it's hard to keep up, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, when you're dealing with selling your account, there's personal information in there. And some companies don't actually allow this. So be careful about it. Use a reputable company that will help you facilitate the transaction.
1: That's right. So next week's episode is about avoiding money scams and fraud. So stay tuned for that. All right, let's wrap up today's episode on fun and unconventional ways to make money. So there's a marketplace for everything and anything these days
0: and you can make money in the physical world virtual world and nowadays even in the metaverse that's right shirley we hope you enjoyed this episode today and please share it with a friend we've also just started a tiktok account to share tidbits from the podcast so follow us our handle on both tiktok and
1: instagram is make a shine money give us a five-star review if you haven't already and don't forget to make it shine opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.